0: office ghost so today I wanted to talk about my little experience at an old cemetery well yeah you can say it's old um but first and foremost before I jump in I want to say thank you to the new subscribers you guys are awesome thank you very much to the current subscribers keep chugging along with me I'm slowly getting there so, um, I will have more concept coming up. Um, so yeah, now let's jump into my cemetery experience. So, this happened, I want to say about 10 years ago when, um, I was, uh, being bored and I had, um, called my paranormal group at that time, see if they wanted to go out and just, you know, for the fuck of it, take some pictures and do some EVPs, um, we had explored the cemetery during the day, and, um, you know, me and cemeteries are like one, I love a cemetery, I usually have lunch in a cemetery, and I chit-chat with, the dead um sometimes they answer sometimes they don't but you know it is what it is so um so we were scoping off the cemetery we were taking pictures during the day and i was walking around and um uh, my friend um at that time he's no longer my friend but at that time he um uh, was taking some pictures some random pictures and He noticed that everywhere I went, and he took a picture, he, um, would say, hey, did you notice that there's, um, he would show me the picture and he would say, hey, did you notice that there's, you know, this weird thing behind you? I'm like, no, not really, but okay, and he'd be like, um. what do you think it is? And I'd be like, I don't know. Just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm not getting anything. And he's all like, oh, all right, cool. And I would get that a lot where they would take a picture sometimes and there would be uh, some type of streak running through the picture or for some reason there would be like a, a little orb in the picture or something like that and again it doesn't bother me it doesn't faze me it's like whatever so we had scoped the cemetery and i was drawn to this mausoleum in this particular cemetery um and i was standing there and i was kind of looking at it and my friend comes over and he's like what are you getting and i go well i'm not getting really anything it's more like a feeling, like I can't breathe, like dry throat, scratchy. I feel like my, my my windpipe is closing in. So he looked at me, he's all like, you better walk away. And I go, well, duh, I'm walking away. So I walked away from the mausoleum, but I kept getting attracted to come back to it. So no matter how far I walked or which way I went, I was always attracted to that mausoleum, and one day, um, we had gone um, back, this time with the permission, of course, of the um, church, you want to say, because it is a church. Um, I'm not going to name the mission because, you know, I don't want them to be like, hey, so yeah, I'm not naming the mission, um, but you know we went back and um, we were like, all right, you know we have, you know we had the permission to go in there and do everything. So um, this church um, was damaged in a couple major quakes that we had, and they had um, rebuild a new one. But they kept the old one there and occasionally they would have a mask in there and stuff like that now i went of course being me i went and i stood by the door and i put my hand on the door now i'm not an empath i don't communicate with my hands i talk with my hands but i don't pick up energy with my hands and my friend happened to follow me and he started taking pictures the front of the church and as the moment I put my hand on the door I pulled it back real quick and he's all like what's wrong And I go nothing it's weird so I shook it off and I put my hand back on the door and and as soon as I did that I picked up a tall being um, red eyes, and had these huge horns, I mean, think Hellboy before he, like, chops his horns off, is what came to my mind, and I couldn't move my hand off the door, and it was talking, and my friend comes closer, because he sees me struggling, and, I mean, I was bawling, I was literally freaking crying my eyes out because it hurt whatever was on the other side of the door it literally felt like it stuck its hand through the door and was grabbing my wrist and it was hurting and he was taking he put the light on my wrist and you could see red on my wrist as if somebody was grabbing onto my hand and pulling and he was freaking out so what he did was that he was calling um, my guardians because he, he has a tendency to call them, and I couldn't get anything out of my, my mouth. I mean, I couldn't, I was crying and crying and crying, but I couldn't say anything, so I started to smell lavender and I started to smell cigar smoke. And at that precise moment, those two things. Let me clear it up. Those two things are associated with my grandfather. So I heard, I heard, I started to smell the the lavender and and the cigar smoke and mentally I kept telling my grandfather to help. Because that's the only way I was able to communicate with him. I couldn't say anything and um... I was like, help me, Tata, help me, like, just help me, and it felt as if it's pulling, like the hand was pulling and it was like clawing me, and my friend was looking at my hand, and he noticed that these scratches were forming on my wrist, on my hand, where I had it up against the door, and he was starting to freak out so he called the rest of our our group which we were all friends and he started to call them and they had um the church was open cause it's one of those churches that were open like all night long and they ran in and grabbed some holy water and they came running back and um uh poured the holy water on my, on my hand, and my friend, um, was like, just pull out the water bottle and bless the water, and, um, so they kept pouring the water from the water bottle, and slowly I was able to move my hand, so after that happened, um, I was able to see things, I was able to, um, tell them things that I had no clue, I mean, we've been friends for like 30 years, no clue as to what was going on in, in their lives, you know, and this particular incident, I had, like, squatted down onto the ground after I got, after I was let go, I squatted, or I sat down, I don't know which one it was, and um, I just was like rocking back and forth, rocking back and forth, because I was getting a shitload of images in my head that I was trying to decipher, I was getting like all these little movies running through my head, and, and a lot of it was particular about this particular friend, and he looked at me, and he's all like, are you okay, and my friend goes, she's not okay, and, and this other friend, I'm going to call her Miranda, she knows, she's also, um, she's more of an empath, and Miranda came up to me, and she's all, she put her hand on me, and she moved it quickly back, and I told her, don't touch me, just don't touch me, for your safety, don't touch me right now. And I remember fading out and as soon as I faded out, my friends told me that I literally turned and faced this particular friend and told him that in two weeks time, he was going to get into a serious car accident that the three people in his car were going to pass away and he would um walk away with a broken light and they also said that um i also told them that due to the seriousness of the accident and due to the death of one of our close friends that he was going to kill himself and as soon as I said that, um they said it felt this really cold air just like go through me, and it hit them. Now, I've never experienced anything like this like like I said, I've been you know, I've lived in haunted locations, I have ghosts follow me, I have the office ghost who, like torment me. I've been pushed, I've been bitten. And I've been scratched, but I've never been held on to by something that I do not know. So after, you know, they've walked me to the church and I'm not a fan of the church 100 percent. I am a Catholic, you know, born and raised Catholic, but I also have my uh, other religion that I practice cold heartedly. And every time I walk into the church, I break out in hot flashes and sweat, and I get antsy, I get panicky, and I just have to leave. I cannot sit in the church for long. Some people say I'm possessed by some demon, and whatever the case may be. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. Who knows? That's for another episode. But they took me into the church, and they got, you know, for some reason, one of them, I guess the priest was locking up, I'm assuming, because I remember sitting there, and I remember seeing an older priest in front of me, I remember, he was, he was far away, his voice was very far away, and I remember him, like, saying some prayer, giving me some type of blessing, I can't, I don't remember, I remember seeing him, and I remember faintly hearing him, but anything other than that, I don't remember. Um, and then I remember coming to in their friend's vehicle. So, you know, I spent the night at Miranda's house because I just couldn't go home. I didn't want to bring whatever was attached and still near me to, um, My parents' house, because my parents' house is more of a sanctuary. It has good energy. It has good ghosts. It has all this stuff. And I don't want to contaminate it with whatever attached itself, whatever touched me, whatever spoke to me from the inside of the church. Now, I forgot to mention that um, as I was getting touched by whatever was on the other side of the church um the doors would literally slam and count now this section of the church is locked down they um there's no way to go in at all um all the doors are locked you can't go in whatsoever so the door you it felt like somebody was running up to the door and slamming into it like a football player so yeah and it was way too much so the next day um i wake up at miranda's and i'm expecting her to tell me that there was activity in her house or stuff and there was nothing nothing went on i slept through the night um didn't wake up tonight a little more that i was tired so we go back we all meet up again again at the church and this time, we had asked to if we can walk into the church. I'm not a f- fan of walking into the church, but I had to walk in. There was a section toward the back of the church that scared the crap out of me. Like I said, there's only one other thing that scares me, and it's the top hat man. He scares the bejesus out of me. I'm not a scary cat, but he he scares the shit out of me. This particular section of the church scares the crap out of me. And we did an EVP session, and as I was standing there, I grew pale. Like, my color just left my body, and you can feel, or I can feel, the breathing next to me, and one part of my body was ice cold, and the other part of my body was freaking an inferno, so my friend was recording, you know, our EVP, and another one was taking uh, pictures, and with the video camera, and taking pictures, everything died. Mid, mid EVP session, camera died, video recorder died, um, EVP died, cell phones died, everything was just dead, completely drained, and I'm standing there, part of me is shivering, and the other part of me was sweating bullets, so my friend, um, starts talking, and as he's talking, I notice a shadow person come out of the corner, out of the wall, and literally just enter him, and I'm looking at him, and I asked him, how do you feel, and he's all, I feel off. I'm like, okay, tell me what you see. And he's all, well, everything's blurry right now. I'm like, okay. And I looked over to Miranda, and then I looked over to our mutual friend. And Miranda already knew what I was thinking. She just split second. She, you know, she left. And then she took my friend with her. So it was me. And the guy that um, had the shadow figure jumped in and we had two other people with us so keep in mind this is a group of friends who've known each other for 30 years and I'm paralyzed I'm frozen in the spa I can feel this thing breathing next to me and I tell him what else is going on what else are you feeling and he's all like I feel cold I'm like, okay, just keep talking to me. Tell me, tell me what's going on. Tell me what you're seeing. Tell me what you're hearing. Tell me what you know what's running through your mind. And he tells me, if I tell you what's running through my mind, Denise, you're gonna freak out. And I go, It's not as bad as what I'm hearing right now. So tell me what it's telling you. I need to know and he's telling me that he that it told him to kill me that i am not a good person that i am evil and that he is a good person and that he wants to protect him from me and i and i looked at him and at that precise moment my friend shows up with a priest from the from the church and holy water and the priest walked in and only if i had taken and recorded his conversation yes he, he has now passed away and recorded his conversation and his experience it would have been so awesome but um he said that as soon as he walked in he noticed A tall figure with horns staring at him standing next to me, which I already knew because it told me. But he said that standing next to my friend who eventually killed himself, he noticed three shadows standing around him and I was. I was a bit in, in, in shock because I couldn't let go of what was next to me, so I tell Miranda, I go, do me a favor, I can't move, I need you to go to the car, excuse for the background noise, I'm at work, I go, I need you to go to the car and get me my things, like, now, now, Miranda is, and emb- will always be a collegiate sprinter. So bitch can run. And she can run fast. So she went and she got my stuff. And I told her, first ask permission. I go, before you get any of my stuff, ask permission. Grab it and then come. And she does. She always asks for permission. And she came running in. And I had opened my hand. And I told her, put it in my hand. And she, and she put my, my things in my hand. And I closed my eyes. And I was, you know, talking to my ancestors. I was bringing the house down, basically. And as I was doing this, I was moving back and forth, back and forth. Um, and the priest continued to do his blessing. I don't want to call it an exorcism because it just didn't feel like an exorcism. Um, And I could be wrong. I've been wrong on many things. But this is more one of the things where I just wanted my friend to be blessed. And I needed it done ASAP. As far as for me, um, the priest had a very difficult time dealing with it. And I I told him, I go, dude, don't worry about me. I got it. I got this. And my energy was more focused on trying to get those shadow people away from my friend and out of my friend. That, you know, by the end of the ordeal, he was back to himself. Um and i had called all my ancestors i had called all my guardians i had called all my spirit eggs i even brought down baby jesus um and i was able to walk away with some issues and some things that i that are stuck with me let's just say it let's call it that after this incident my friend had his car accident um, he was driving on the 57 freeway here in California, and um, this guy cut him off. He lost control of the car. Um, his passengers, um, one died at the scene, and the other two died in the hospital. And he walked away with two broken legs. After that incident. Um, and after we went to the funeral and after we, you know, said our pieces with our friends, we were all a group of friends. My friend ended up hanging himself in his garage. Um, everybody, nobody expected it. Um. We all remembered that, or they remembered, I should say, that it told them about the car accident, it told them about the death, but everybody kind of pushed the suicide off because everybody was concerned, you know, to get him better, get him walking through therapy, trying to cheer him on. And when we all got the call from his mother um, that he had hung himself in his garage, everybody looked at me. Because I was the one that had the contact with the entity. Excuse me. And I was the one who told him. Um, I, I don't, I don't keep that in me. I don't, I don't hold that. as like, I should have, you know, like, you know, like, it should have been me or anything like that. Because at that precise moment, at that time, it wasn't me talking. Maybe, you know, if we didn't go and we weren't being, you know, typical ghost thunders or stuff like that, maybe it wouldn't have happened. But it happened and it happened to me um, and it happened to my friend. You know, so... It's known for demonic entities, or dark energy, to attach itself to those of weak mind. Those that are in a low part of their life. Um, and at that particular time, my friend was in, in, in a slump. Um, we both had the same mental illnesses. We both suffered from depre- depression. We were both bipolar. We were both uh, schizoaffective disorders. So we both had about the same thing going on. So it latched itself to both of us. And I don't wanna say I was... And it's kind of difficult to try to figure out what's going on, what's not going on. Um, his passing has been hard but that's just it, you know, you go ghost hunting, you don't know what's going to attach itself to you, you don't know what is coming toward you, you know, and this is an experience I had, um, it had a sad ending, um, disgracefully, but it's, I still dealt with ghosties, um, they don't bother me as much anymore, um, I prefer, you know, if they have a message, just tell me have a message and if I'm busy and they show up, you know, I tell them to come back sometimes because I just can't handle a lot of things, I have enough chaos with my mental illness, and then to throw in mental images that I just cannot deal with um, is a bit tiring, to say the least, but that is my story it's it's a little story nothing major nothing mm, but i wanted to you know share it because i want to bring more experiences of the my personal encounters of the ghosts and stuff like that except this was not a ghost this was some dark entity and it was a shadow person that affected a good friend of mine so with that being said Um, Y'all stay safe. If you're anywhere near the fires, stay safe. Evacuate. Make sure your fur babies and your horses and your cattle, if you have cattle, um, are safe and secure. Um, And uh, don't forget to keep it ghosting.
1: If you're new to the podcast community and you want to start a new podcast, and you're looking for a platform that is user-friendly, that has everything you need at your fingertips, that won't set any limits, that you can earn money, then I would recommend Anchor. Now, Anchor can be used basically anywhere. You could be in your car. You can be laying on the sofa in bed where you can edit, um, record, and upload. Um, You can throw in um, soundtracks. You can, I mean, everything is there for you. Now, I use it because, like, it's user-friendly. And um, it is free. And I find it really easy to navigate without it being very confusing. Now most platforms, you know, before you can even try it out, you need to sign up and pick a plan. I like Anchor because I don't have to go through any of that. So I recommend it. Now, if you really want to get into it, I recommend you going to your website anchor.fm